Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 68. I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me Monday morning, Mr. Brian Klemecki. How you doing, Brian? I'm good, man. I got my caffeine. I'm ready to talk some Texans Jags. Yeah. Got that on the docket. <laughs> we are completing our trip around the NFL world uh, with the AFC South, and we saved... Maybe the most boring division in the West. <laughs> <laughs> like there is at least like the the NFC North, you got the Packers who are kind of flashy. Yeah. You know, the the, the NFC South, you still got the Bucks. And, yeah. You know, you know, you don't know what the Saints are going to be. This division is just like, ugh. Yeah, like the best quarterback might be like 37-year-old Matt Ryan. So <laughs> it, that's it, where we're at right now. It might be. And like I was thinking <laughs> about this this morning as I was kind of like getting prepared. Like the Titans last year might have been the best team ever that was just like non threatening. I kinda agree with you, man. Like they kinda like just were held together with spit and glue all year. Somehow like kept oh, finding ways to win, yeah. grinding it out, getting the one seed and then, you know, playoff time shows up and laid an egg. Yeah. And it's not like they're the first number one seed to lay an egg. I mean, yeah. God, the Packers have done it how many times? But no one really thought they but were But no like, one thought it was going to do it. Like, I did not pick the Titans to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I didn't even have them going to the AFC Championship <laughs> game last year. It's just like, yeah, like, Yeah. You know, they had really good defense. Yeah. And then it was the Derrick Henry show, and he, you know, obviously was battling a bunch of injuries last year. So it was just like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, that's how I feel with this division. Tannehill kind of has that Jimmy Garoppolo factor where it's like. Uh, uh, yeah like i like, feel like he's got maybe a little bit more flash than jimmy you think so like <clears throat> i had aj brown on fantasy and there were games or there were weeks where like aj brown could go off for 180 and two touchdowns debo could too uh, i'm saying like they're kind uh, of similar i mean they're both like have the green vomit emoji yeah so. <laughs> Tannehill can also do what he did in the playoff game and throw three picks right and that's no bueno <laughs> So let's let's look at this division as a whole. Does anything change? I mean, it's still the Titans Colts, right? I mean Yeah. I think it's still Titans Colts at the top. Do you think the bottom gets better? Do you think the Texans are better? Do you think the Jaguars are I think better? it's hard to get worse. So I'm gonna go, yeah, they're both better. But the like, Jaguars how much better is a question. I'm gonna go The Jags have to be better, dude. My bold prediction. It's not even really that bold, but my bold prediction is the Jaguars are not picking number one next year. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good odds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the field. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Because it would be a three-peat. That's embarrassing. That's terrible. Yeah. I feel like um, if you're, if you're three-peating, you need to have a serious conversation with your owner and being like, we need to reassess everything we're doing here. Is Trevor even the answer? If you're, if you're bottoming out twice with Trevor... Like, is is there, he the answer? Is like, there a fan base who hates their general manager more than the Jacksonville Jaguars hate Trent Balky? Uh I think Patriot fans might be getting there with Bill Belichick as a GM. Uh no, he's still Cole Strange. He's still a god. Cole Strange. Yeah, people are like, oh, <laughs> what's Bill doing? But then but then they'll follow it up like I do every time. It's like, but it's Belichick. Yeah. So and like you can't turn on a guy who's won six Super Bowls. Okay. 
maybe in like four years if they're in the <laughs> toilet, maybe like they run Bill out of town because they're so used to winning in Boston. I'm telling you, man, I think Bill Belichick gives off that Ted Thompson vibe where like we were all in love with Ted, you know, for like a decade and then the wheels fell off. Yeah. I think we might be getting to that point with Bill. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm not anywhere near where you are on that yet. But um, last last year, at least on NFL Twitter, there is like a full-blown mutiny against Trent Belke. Oh, yeah. They were wearing clown suits to yeah. week 17 or 18 games. I mean, like just blatant Like the fan fans mutiny. were told to show up in clown suits. <laughs> That's how, how much worse can it get? Uh, not much worse. I, I mean, other than Washington hating their owner. I think Dan Snyder might be up there, but... Like an owner, you own the team. Like no yeah. one can really fire you. Yeah. Like as a GM, you are dis- disposable. Yeah. And he still has his job, so we'll see what they turn into. <clears throat> All right. Let's start at the top, and we'll go to Tennessee. I want to start first before I get to your your topics here. What do you think of the draft day trade? Because that was a AJ splash. Brown for Traylon Burks. AJ Brown, AJ Brown for basically Traylon Burks. They got pick 22, 23, whatever it was. Yeah. And they take Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Thoughts? You know, it's going to be tough for a lot of these teams. They have to pretty much kind of do a gut check and where their philosophy is at. Do you pay these top wide receivers 25 plus million? And if you're not, you got to find a way to move off them and move off them quickly. So you get you get maximized value. So I mean, AJ Brown I think is a top ten wide receiver. So getting a first round pick for him, I think was fantastic value. Now that turned out to be Traylon Burks. Um, some people absolutely loved him. Some people are kind of put off about his his whole combine thing. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's a great kind of. He's like a young AJ Brownish. He's a more physical type receiver. Um, so you take a hit in the short term, obviously, because he's he's you know twenty one years old. But I think he's a great player as a, like a compensation for losing out on AJ Brown. You know the combine thing with Burks is always interesting to me. You know he ran a four five five. Yeah, that is still like that is like if you look at NFL averages, that's right in the median. That's true, but like nowadays the NFL is going to more speed. Speed, speed, speed. Like you look at Kansas City. It's a copycat league, man. Like <laughs> Kansas City's got four, three guys, four, two guys everywhere. But if you look at like the fastest combine times, yeah, none of those players have ever worked out, except like Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but he didn't have one of the top ten uh, he combine times. He would he would have ran a four two. Yeah, I think he would have ran. But they had like Jalen Waddle probably would run a four two. Like a lot of these top guys that will run four twos, four threes don't run. Because they already, everyone knows we're running a four-two, and there's no like, like it's not a there's no uh, upside to like, yep, I ran a four-two. Because if they you know show up and run a four-four that day, then you know everyone starts questioning them. Mm. That's yeah, my opinion. I don't know. Um, I I think I agree with you. I think Burks is going to be fine. I actually, you know, would have I would have not minded seeing him in green and gold. Yeah, I think he would have been a great value pick at either twenty-two or twenty-eight. So the Titans got him right in that range. Which good for them. Um, actually, it was pick eighteen, wasn't it? I think it was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit ahead of the Packers. Good value. You know, looking at AJ Brown, he's in three years in Tennessee. He's basically averaged a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. 
Last year was a down year. He was battling some injuries, only had five touchdowns. But he still had almost 900 yards. So you're going to get 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah. When looking at it from a value standpoint, though, you mentioned $25 million plus. He gets four for 100. Mm-hmm. Traylon Burks doesn't even make $25 million over the life of his four-year contract. Exactly. So you're getting him at 20% of the total value. Exactly. And if so, if Burks puts up 806, Mm -hmm. I think Tennessee wins. It depends on the record. If they take a big step back or if they miss the playoffs, like right now in the short term, it's a a loss. But 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 if if you look at it like position to position, let's say A.J. Brown gets 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Yeah. And... Burks gets 700 yards. And You're looking at st- strictly like production, like their numbers. Yeah, but I'm but saying I'm like, is, is I'm 500 like yards. on the field. I know, is but is 500 thing. more yards receiving yeah. and four more Worth touchdowns going to – $15 million? Or is it going to win you four more games? Yeah. Probably not. Sure. Okay. Um, so I think that the wide receiver position, it's, it's crazy to watch the value explode the way it has just because it's so dependent on who's throwing you the football. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean – Take for instance, like DK Metcalf goes from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke. Yeah, like, what are his numbers going to look like? Exactly. What is Devontae Adams' numbers going to look like? Where yeah. Rodgers was locked on him. Yeah. And now he's going to Derek Carr, who they're very close. Yeah. But you got Waller, you got, you got Renfro. Got a lot of weapons and competition. Yeah. What do his numbers look like? I mean, it's just it's so dependent on the scheme and the more importantly the quarterback. So we'll we'll see. Um, we'll see if AJ Brown's numbers dip going to Hertz. I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're pretty comparable in arm talent. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. I thought it was a good trade on both sides. I think Philly made a big splash. Yeah, they're I kind think, of showing the NFC. Yeah, like hey, we're here and yeah. we're going to contend, making me real nervous about my Cowboys <laughs> pick. Do you uh, have uh, AJ Brown's stats uh, pulled up right now? Yeah. Uh, how many targets did he have last year? Because that would be uh, like a nice little barometer of how much, like the vacuum of targets that are going to be available for like Traylon Burks and. Nick Westbrook-Akine and all these guys to kind of gobble up here. So last year, he only played 11 games. Yeah. Um, 84 targets. 84. The two previous years, he had 105 and 106. Okay. So we'll say like 90 to 100 targets are available. And then they lost Julio Jones. That's going to be some more targets. I know he wasn't great, but like Traylon Burks pretty much kind of enters camp and the season as wide receiver one. It's like him and like Westbrook Akine and then like Robert Woods is coming off that ACL. So who knows if he'll be ready for camp or yep. I mean ready for week one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing with AJ Brown, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah. He hasn't played 16 games or 17 games in any season. Yeah. You know what's kind of crazy is like he was a more healthy guy in college and DK was the guy with all the neck, the neck issue and always missed all these games. And it's been the complete opposite in, uh, in the pros where DK I don't think he's like missed – Missed a game. A game, and A.J. Brown's kind of in and out of the lineup. God, though, that that wide receiver room. Oh, yeah, right? D.K. Metcalf yeah. and A.J. Brown on the same team. Yeah. On a team that really didn't make that big of a splash. No. Well, it's Ole Miss. SEC football, baby. Yeah. Loaded. Um, all right. So what are we expecting out of Derrick Henry this year? Um He's a guy that if he can stay healthy, and that's the biggest thing. He's t- had so many carries. Yeah. they've. I mean, it's been no secret what Tennessee's wanted to do the last four years. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, maybe punt. Yeah. 
yeah, or kick a field goal or score a touchdown. It's, it's just it's the Derrick Henry show. I think Mike Vrabel has like a like a hat he has to wear. It says "Give Derrick Henry the ball." <laughs> it's that's you know these guys play sheet and it's like yeah. first and long, second short, you know, and it's just run right, run left. Those yeah. are his two play options. <laughs> um, I think if Derrick Henry can stay healthy, I still expect him to be Derrick Henry. Okay. I think with the extra game, if he can play 17 games, I think 2,000 yards is still in his wheelhouse and something that's attainable for him. Yeah. I start to worry about the health, though. Yeah. You're getting hit 400, 450 times a year. I don't care if you're 6'4", 250. That shit adds up. Yeah. So if you're Vrabel, are you, are you like just walking in week one? However you can win, you win ball games. If that's giving Derrick Henry the ball 35 times a game till the wheels fall off, that's what you're going to do. Or are you going to try and like – load manage him a little bit i think you try and load manage him a little bit but like in the nfl you have to win yeah that's what i'm saying like you might have to give him 30 times or the ball 30 times a game yeah week one every week you might and if you know week 10 comes and he's done for like the year how does that sit with you you're effed but it's the same at the the uh, the opposite's true if you try and limit him to 15 20 touches a game and you're uh, heading in November, yeah. and you're six and four. I'll take six and four, you, dude. Six and four—that's a just, coin flip then for the playoffs. And you're probably if, still if you're six and four. Division. If you're six and four, say you're six and four, and you're giving him the ball thirty times a game. If that—that's no, not good. And then yeah, and then the, and then he gets hurt, and you're like, oh god, uh, we might not win a game. Well, <laughs> you, you, I mean, you play the Texans and Jags, so so you're getting some wins. You get there. some wins. But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like at some point in his career, he's getting he's 28 now. You, you got to start thinking about, like, his longevity if you want to keep him around. You just paid him a bunch of money. So I, I feel like you got to kind of watch his workload. The problem is they keep it around 20 and not 35. They don't have, like, anything else. A 1B. They drafted Hassan Haskins from yeah. Michigan. Maybe yeah. he can be that guy. Otherwise, it's Dontrell Hillard. Yeah. Hill, Hilliard. Yeah. Trenton Cannon. I mean, yeah, these some other guys it. that are going to get cut. Uh, yeah. So, and and are you going to put it in Ryan Tannehill's hands and throw the ball 35 times a game? To This is why this is the worst division, man. Like that's just there's just no good options there. Like I feel like Derrick Henry is like it's like 30 carries but gets 100 yards, so it's not even like efficient at points because they load the box so much against him he'll get numbers at the end of the day but the efficiency is not going to be there and i feel like you need the efficiency for him to be like viable long term i mean this team just needs to be like this team needs to have a top five ranked defense i think i think it's i I agree with you i think they actually i think there's an avenue for them to get there too it's not going to be pretty they weren't pretty last year, though. No. I just, like, I don't, this team is, who are we talking about last week? I just, like, don't know how they're going to score points. Baltimore. Like, this is Baltimore in the yeah AFC South. Like, yeah. they're going to have to win games, like, 13 to 6. Yeah. And just kind of grind it out. Yeah. Time of possession. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know, man. If it's not Derrick Henry, if you're going to try and load manage him to get him to, December and January, like who else is it? I don't. Yeah, that uh, offensive side of the ball is now looking great for Tennessee. 
it's going to be the Derrick Henry show again. <coughs> that's, a, that's a good thing and a bad thing. I think we all love Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. but I just fear for him making it through the season. I mean, what did he play, like eight, nine games last year? He was still a top ten rusher. He was, yeah, he was still a top <laughs> ten rusher like four weeks later. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude's got a phenomenal talent, God-given ability. That that body's you know six three two fifty pure muscle. Like it's just insane. It is insane. Runs a four five. You watch him lift weights and he's doing six hundred pound squats with chains on. On like everywhere. one leg. Yeah, just a. <laughs> like I look at that and I go, "How are him and I the same species?" Of, yeah, right. Of, of animal. Because <laughs> I ain't getting anywhere near that. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I worry about the Titans' ability to score points, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, moving to Ryan Tannehill. Is this his last year in Tennessee? I think it's it's a make or break year. I think if he does well, I think they keep him on, and also kind of hinges on the development of Malik Willis. So I I don't think they just get rid of him. If he has a decent year, like fringe pro, pro bowlish type of year. I don't think they just throw him to the wind so easily if Malik Willis isn't ready yet. But if Malik Willis is showing signs that he's ready, I think they very well could move off of him. Next year. So this year he's got a $29 million base salary. You add up all the other stuff, he's got a $38.6 million cap hit. Yeah. Which is, I think, probably top 10 if I had to guess. Next year that number drops a little bit, but it's still 36.6. He's only got a dead cap number of 18.8. That's not bad. It's not bad. You've seen, I mean, gosh, the uh, Eagles moved on from Wentz, and he has like like a – The Goff and Wentz things are like 40 million dead caps. Yeah, so so it was nothing. I think he's 34 this year. I think he's got two years in Tennessee. This year next? That's what my gut tells me. uh, I think I agree there. I would not be surprised to see Tennessee draft another guy, another Another quarterback. quarterback. At the end of this season? Really? They didn't seem to be in love with Malik Willis. I mean, he went third round. No one was like in love with Malik Willis. So <clears throat> knowing that you got Tannehill to kind of be the placeholder for the next two seasons, yeah, draft another guy cheap, get a little quarterback competition in that room, hmm. and you're looking for the, the heir apparent. And then it'll be, I think, Ryan Tannehill. I could also see him getting traded next year. I could see Ryan Tannehill just kind of being like – the next Matt Ryan. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is better than Tannehill, and he also has the MVP on his mantle. So, like, I'm just saying the next veteran quarterback who gets shipped off. I feel like he's gonna be more like a Baker Mayfield. Like, a, oh really? Yeah, like a, we know you're like decently all right, but we don't really want you because we want a different quarterback. But no one else in the league wants to pay you. <laughs> So we kind of like are stuck in the situation with you and both of us want out, but there's no good way of like leaving the situation. I think it's going to end ugly, honestly. Ooh. Do you know the last two years he's had seven rushing touchdowns each year? Yeah, man. That read option on the goal line with Derrick Henry. Everyone bails on, on Tannehill. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, dude. Like everyone's scared to death of this like Megatron man just leaping pile. I mean, in in twenty twenty in twenty twenty he had thirty three passing touchdowns and seven rushing touchdowns. That's a nice little season. He's a nice little fancy quarterback, honestly. Um. Yeah, just super interesting. Yeah, he didn't have a great year last year though. That's for sure. Twenty one touchdowns, fourteen picks. 
You played half the year without Derrick Henry in the backfield. I know. And he's he's averaging like 220 yards a game. Yeah. he's. I think he's like a, a game manager. He's like an Alex Smith type guy. So if he doesn't have that big threat in the backfield to do the play actions off of, and he's, you know, A.J. Brown's in and out of the lineup and he's dealing with the corpse of Julio Jones running around, like – he lost Johnny Smith, so like he's dealing with like Anthony Ferkser as his tight end one. They got um, Austin Hooper now. Ooh, Austin Hooper that couldn't beat out Njoku. And then they drafted that kid from uh, Maryland, who I think is going to be nice. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Actually, yes, I am. Chigo Chigozium Okwangu. Okwangu. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> he's a nice player. Um. But yeah. Are you in on Anthony Ferkser? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just had a check. Are you? Uh, no. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> no. All right. They do have a good <clears throat> offensive line. I'll give them that. That's they a do, saving it's grace. It's getting, it's aging a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, Taylor. Taylor Lewan's still a good, I still think he's a good left tackle. He's a stud, but he's getting... It's getting up there a little bit. Yeah, the Michigan boys. Um, they do have a nice line, and they they've invested in that offensive line, mm-hmm. which again, that's their that's their identity. Yeah. Run, 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 and then yeah. run it some more. Sounds like Wisconsin Badger football. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think Tannehill gets two more years, and then after that, it'll be Malik Willis or a quarterback to be drafted later. Mm-hmm. You know, what? Willis was pretty upset. When what he dropped in the third round and lost like five million dollars, yeah, which <laughs> I get it, right? Yeah. You, but if you think about it, you get to free agency quicker, you don't have to worry about that fifth year option, true. And no, I, but if you're I if you're that good, dude, if you're that good, if you think you're if gonna you be that, you're good, that good, you're gonna be either signed or you're gonna be franchise tagged. So it's not like you're you know, four years up, oh, I'm hitting the free agency market. If you're doing that as a quarterback, you're probably like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but, I mean, you can sign an extension quicker. Yeah. And, like, this is a great situation for him. He needed time. Yeah, he's raw. Like, he's, he's raw. got all of the athletic traits. He's got the arm. You know, yeah. He can run. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in some packages this year. Like a Trey Lance type thing? Yeah, like a read option, RPO. I'm not opposed to that. I don't either. You Just bring him in for a couple. Up. You're yeah. looking for offense wherever you can get it. Bring him down on the goal line. Yeah. Brings that additional element that, you know, even though Tannehill's got 14 <laughs> rushing touchdowns, you know, he's, but yeah. Tannehill's Tannehill. Yeah. It makes a difference there <clears throat> a little bit, though. Yeah. And you get to sit and learn. And, you know, Tannehill, they took his comments out of context where he kind of said, it's not my job to mentor him. But you get to just watch like a nice veteran quarterback. Yeah. I think this is like a perfect situation. I would rather be here than get drafted in the first round to some other team where I'm just going to get my teeth kicked in and get the Justin Fields like Atlanta or like, Chicago. Chicago. Like, well, is, like, what is Justin Fields going to be in two years when his time's up? Yeah, I think they're going to ruin him. He's pretty much done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like now you get to sit. You're at. At least Mike Vrabel is going to run this franchise. Yeah. Like it's yeah. supposed to be run and you're yeah. gonna be competitive. Okay. Yeah. I I agree. Uh, you got a great head coach, you got a good offensive line, you got a good culture there. Mm-hmm. You got Derrick Henry maybe for the next year or two before he starts falling off. 
So there's building blocks. Like you're right. Like if you go to Chicago, like it's a barren wasteland of just nothingness, and your number one target's Darnell Mooney. Or you know, you go to Atlanta and your offensive line's horrible. Your your coach is like an unproven guy. There's yeah. no culture there. Calvin Ridley suspended. Like, like there's just there's a lot of like shit that you could have landed on, and you just sometimes things work out for a reason. And going to the Tennessee could be a blessing disguise. I mean, as a Packer fan, I love watching the Bears fail, but I feel so bad for Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I feel a little bit bad, but I kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> like the poor guy, like, and then on top of it, they they just did him zero favors in this offseason, this draft. Yeah, just going defense. Yeah. Yeah, just. Like, that. don't get me wrong, that roster needs a ton of help. That defense is getting older, but, like, that offensive line's old. He's got no weapons. Yeah. I think I think next year they go wide receiver, top five. Probably that's what I would do. They're gonna have to go like left tackle. Like, oh, uh, they got uh, is did Jason Peters retire? I don't know. But or they're gonna have a forty-year-old left yeah, tackle. Yeah, either he retires or you're still left with a forty-year-old left tackle. Like, none of those are great. And you have your first-round investment that you traded two first-round picks for. Yeah. And like he's athletic and he can run, but you don't want him running every freaking play, which is what he's going to be doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like Russell Wilson, like took you know ten years of like just getting the hell, like kicked out of him. Finally, he got pissed and left the Seahawks because he couldn't build an offensive line. Like Justin Fields, you need to protect your investment. Mm-hmm. You want his health there, and you also don't want to piss him off where he doesn't want to play for you anymore. Because he's getting his teeth kicked in every week. Yeah. No fun. <clears throat> Absolutely no fun there. So I don't know. That's what I would that's what I would worry about. Um <clears throat> okay. Back to the AFC South, because you know, we need to spend as much time on this riveting division. <laughs> uh the last thing you had here for the Titans is a Jeffrey Simmons extension. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Simmons? I think he's a top Top seven defensive linemen. Not like I'm not I'm taking like TJ Watts out of there and those type of like edge rusher type guys. But I'll go like Aaron Donald, like I think Simmons is in the is in the running there to be the next guy. I think Cam Hayward's good uh and with the Steelers. Um DeForest Buckner's up there. Like I don't know where exactly at the top of my head I think I'd rank Simmons, but I think he's definitely a top five to seven type defensive tackle, like interior defensive lineman. Yeah. I mean, he had to be watching the Aaron Donald stuff going, thank you. Yeah, right. Um, even though, I mean, he's not going to get Aaron Donald money. That's not where I'm going with that. I don't think that. he passes $30 million, but I think he's like slots in between Aaron Donald and like DeForest Buckner. So Buckner got four for eighty four. Yeah. Twenty one a year. Yeah. Um, ironically that's what Spot Track has his market value at. Okay. What's interesting about pass rushers, and it I felt kind of the same way when Preston Smith got his extension. Like leading up to his contract year, Preston Smith was just kind of like a, a guy. guy. Yeah. And then he blows up. He had like twelve sacks, and the next thing you know, he's getting huge extensions. Yeah. Looking at Simmons' stats, and it's a little bit different because he's playing more interior than a pure pass rusher. But like he had two sacks in nineteen. He had 
three sacks in 20. He has eight and a half sacks last year, and now we're talking about him as a 20 million plus guy. Yeah. I think I think the Titans are more than happy to kind of sit and wait this year. Yeah. Uh, if he has a great year, you hope to extend him, and if he doesn't want to play with you, you tag him. Yeah. I don't. I would be a little nervous extending him based off of one year of work. Is this his fifth year option? He's going into. Nope, he's going into his fourth year. So next year. So you could. Fifth. He, so he's got a little time yet. Yeah. But he would be eligible for an extension. Is, I don't that, know right? if they extended him, or if they picked it up. Um, yes, they, they did. Were, they yeah. did. So he's basically he's stuck for the next two years at least. But he's extension eligible now. soon. Okay, now okay. he can be extended anytime after your third year. Okay. So his third year is completed. So, gosh, next year they're going to get him for ten point seven, which is still a bargain. Yeah, it's a steal. Oh man. So yeah, I mean that's probably about right. But I'm I'm happy to just sit there and and if he can do it again this year, you wrap him up before he heads into his fifth year. Hopefully everybody's happy. You lock him down. You think he's better or worse than Kenny Clark? I'm gonna go worse right now. Yeah, I think they're pretty comparable. I think they're comparable, but I think Kenny Clark's just done it longer. Yeah. Um, I think he could be a Kenny Clark though. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think four for probably ninety. Looking at like what guys have gotten a couple years ago, you know, you're probably getting twenty-two and a half a year. Yeah. I'd say split the difference or uh, round up a little bit. Four for a hundred. Te- it's gonna be so fascinating to watch what teams do in the Aaron Donald aftermath. <laughs> is it is it the Christian Kirk scenario for uh kind of like uh for defensive tackles? Well, it's more like the Deshaun Watson scenario. Uh like don't even look at that contract cuz it, <laughs> it's not real. It's not. But every agent's going to be like I'm looking at that contract. Absolutely. <laughs> and if he can get it with 26 sexual assault yeah. allegations and my guy has zero, yep. and is just as good if not better, like that's what we're going for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, just for me, I feel like he kind of comes in because every guy, every the next guy always gets paid the most, right? Yep. So I feel like you know Buckner's at twenty one and Donald's at thirty. I think he just comes in between them because no one's getting thirty one. Like I think it's going to be much closer to Buckner though than you think more twenty one ish and thirty ish. I think it's twenty five. I think it's going to be less than twenty five. The I'm going to go between twenty two and twenty three. Okay. You tend to take the last guy's deal and then add the salary cap amount. So the salary cap went up fourteen percent last year. So let's just do ten percent. He's at twenty one. You had two point one million. Yeah, he's probably about twenty three. Okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. Let's move to Indy. Um, Indy is living in quarterback purgatory. Yes. Where it's like, okay, who's like kind of at the tail end of their career but is still better than what we have? <laughs> and, and then let's go and get that guy. Sure, revolving door of 35-year-old. Yeah, like, let's bring in Phillip Rivers, who, like, to be honest, could still play when he retired. He had a fine last season. He's I mean, all right. Yeah. yeah. He's not a pro bowl or anything, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Got him to the playoffs. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, well, we'll roll the dice on Carson Wentz. That experiment came and went. Yeah. And now they're like, all right, well, Matt Ryan looks like he's on the way out. Let's go and get him. I think Matt Ryan's better than Carson Wentz. I agree. So I do think they improved there. Yeah. I just don't know, like, how is this a long-term strategy? Because, like, Matt Ryan's going to retire in the next two years. 
uh, yeah, probably two years. 37, 38. Yeah. And he's not the same 37, 38 that like Rodgers is. No, he's not mobile at all. Uh, he, he's going to have the best offensive line of his career probably this year. Yeah. So that's a big win in, for him. And he's not going to be expected to do much. It's no. going to be the Jonathan Taylor show. Yeah. And then we just want you to be able to capitalize off play action. Yeah. And not throw interceptions. Yeah. I have a like a working theory on like the Colts and their like team building strategy here, and it's not their fault whatsoever. This whole quarterback purgatory thing, it's all Andrew Luck's fault. Yeah, he retired at what twenty eight like, abruptly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like so they built their whole team building strategy was around Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck's timeline, and that's kind of like where they they built their team. And he just retired so abruptly. They had to kind of just change on the fly. They took their lumps with Jacoby Brissett and whoever the hell's they they had a quarterback. But like their team <laughs> was built to win, and so they said, "Well, we're not gonna just throw this team away. We have to just kind of find a guy that can be a nice bridge quarterback, a guy that can get us to the playoffs, and hopefully, like a run game or defense can kind of take over." And I think that's kind of what they've just been like holding on to for like three years now. And it's, it's so I'm I as great as Andrew Luck was, I blame him for their <laughs> for their team building strategy right now. You know, it's that's fair, right? The problem is like they're continuing to operate under that same plan from four years ago. Yeah, but if you're always so close, like oh, Philip Rivers got you the playoffs. Okay, well, Philip Rivers retired. Our team is built to win right now. We got to the playoffs. Like, who's like comparable talent level to Philip Rivers? Is it going to be some rookie schmuck, or is it going to be like maybe Carson Wentz still has it, or maybe Matt Ryan still has it, and they can get us to the playoffs? And maybe, you know, thirty-eight-year-old Philip Rivers. Do we think he's better than thirty-year-old Carson Wentz? Do we? And then the answer is no. And the, we found that out the hard way. The thing is, though, and this, now it's is thirty-seven-year-old Matt Ryan better than Carson Wentz? And if the answer is yes. Well, you are a game away of beating the Jacksonville Jaguars to get into the playoffs. If you do that, you're in the playoffs. You're making money. You're 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 in headlines all year. But you don't want to be one in fifteen with Dan Orlovsky out there again, man. I I hear you, but at the same time, like, why wouldn't you do a draft and develop type thing? Like, okay, we're gonna go get Philip Rivers, but we need to find the next guy. They got Sam Ellinger. That they drafted in the sixth round. Uh, well, that's not trying. <laughs> that's like, uh, we need a guy for camp. I mean, honestly, like their second round pick was like Darius Leonard. Are you taking Darius Leonard or some second round like Christian Hackenberg guy? Pick okay, but Darius like, Leonard. But this year they picked Alec Pierce. Okay, he like, might be a good. He wide might. Receiver. He might be the next Jordy Nelson. Yeah, that's what he was compared to. Yeah, which I think is racist. So you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like every, <laughs> like, how come every white receiver's got to be compared to like Hunter Renfro or Jordy Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i was just listening to a basketball podcast <laughs> and it was like ryan Rosillo or whatever and they were talking about like uh like kendrick perkin comps for like these like nba uh draft prospects and he's like <laughs> he's like he's like i'm just waiting for like some white guy to be you know comp to like stromal swift <laughs> like some like black guy you know whatever yeah. and he's like i just would love that but it, you know it just never doesn't happen no so if it's like a white guy shooter it's always like oh man like kyle corver you know larry bird whatever. jj reddick but it's never like yep that guy's ray allen <laughs> yeah. never no no never. never so yeah 
It might be a little racist, but whatever. That's the world we live in. <laughs> anyway, you know, Alec Pierce might be a fine wide receiver. Would it have made sense to take a shot on Malik Willis or, you know, someone else? Maybe this isn't the good, the best class, but I'm just saying, like, how, uh, uh, God, mind fart. What's his name? The kid from Stanford. He retired like four years ago. Andrew Luck. Luck, Luck. Thank oh, man. <laughs> the kid from Stanford. Yeah, at least I got his college right. Um, it's it's been several years yeah like you've gone through this is your third quarterback now in three seasons yeah and like i'm telling you they're always like a fringe playoff team or in the playoffs like but you're always going to be a fringe playoff team if you're continuing to get guys who are towards the end of their career or you know just mediocre quarterbacks what does that conversation look like though like if you're you know you're jim ursay or whatever and you go down like hey frank like you know, this year we're not going to, like, get you a quarterback. you got to roll with Sam Ellinger or Jacoby Brissett or some schmuck from the practice squad. Yeah, but how about using, like, some actual draft capital to go and get a guy? Dude, they're drafting phenomenally. What do you want they, them to do? Draft a quarterback. They got Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Ooh. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, like, they, have a, they have a phenomenal roster. They yeah. are a quarterback away. They are a quarterback okay, away. Okay, so then let me let me do. I it would this much way. rather have them trade for a Russell Wilson. Yes, there you go. Fine, like, I'm okay with that. But like you know, that's a big commitment, like three first round picks. So like they didn't have a first round pick this year to give up for that Russell Wilson trade because it was already gone in Carson Wentz trade. But like Russell Wilson wasn't available two years ago when the Carson Wentz deal was made. Like there's just a lot of moving parts here. Man. I know. I just feel like they are a dog. They were also in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes until they said no. Well, that was smart on their part. Well, no. They wanted him. The Texans said, we're not giving him to a division rival. Yeah. <clears throat> I just feel like they're a dog chasing their tail. Like, they're always going to be like an 8-10 to 10 win team. Yeah. With this model that they're under. Currently, yeah. Sometimes we catch lightning in a bottle, though. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Is there another... Well, I'm not prepared for this. Is there another, <laughs> like veteran quarterback that's going to be like on the way out that would be like, got, are, are we going to see another russell wilson type trade like next year or next, yeah next next three years is there another russell wilson trade um rogers is finally going to retire a packer it might be next year but he's finally going to retire a packer uh, i mean kyler murray lamar jackson i would rather have them swing for the fence on one of those guys absolutely yeah. Than continuing to bring in. But again, that's going to be like a three first round pick type deal. They have a deep enough roster. I mean, there there are. And those quarterbacks studs. are going to have to want to come to you. So it's not but, like. But this is a roster, like you said, that is built to win. Yeah. They have a phenomenal offensive line. They have a stud running back who's young. Mm-hmm. The tight end position, I think, got a lot better. I'm a big Jelani Woods fan. They also brought in Andrew Ogletree. They got Mo Ali Cox. Wide receivers, we'll see what Alec Pierce can be. Michael Pippen Jr. is nice. Um, defensively, I mean, DeForest Buckner, we just talked about him. Darius Leonard. They brought in Stephon Gilmore. We'll see if he can be what he's been. Um, I mean, they got pieces just all over the place. Yeah. And they're in a bad division. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had a Kyler Murray, this might be a 12-13 win team. I agree. It's just hard to get the Kyler Murrays. Well, and you need Arizona to punt, yeah. which... You need Arizona to punt. You got to have Kyler Murray sign off on coming to Indy. Well, he doesn't have a no-trade clause. 
Yeah, but you could trade for him and then be like, yep, he doesn't want to sign with us. I think if you give him Damn 250 it. million fully guaranteed, I think he'll sign wherever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, but are these teams just going to be giving out 230 plus million dollar fully guaranteed contracts? We're going to find out, aren't we? Oh, buckle up. Yeah. We're going to find out. All right. Um <clears throat> can JT provide RB1 numbers in back-to-back years? Yes. I think he's the real deal. Like our like overall RB1, you would still take him over like Henry. He I think in a standard fantasy football draft, I think he should probably be the first overall pick. Yeah, I think so too. He's probably got the best offensive line, the best situation with like the lack of the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. He's going to get the ball a ton. Um, plays he, in a bad division. He's gonna be like I think he was like 600 yards, like over like this you know RB two in fantasy. Like he had like 1800 yards. Yes. Now we'll and he had over 20 touchdowns. Yeah. We'll see. That was with Derrick Henry missing eight games. Yeah. Derrick Henry had the lead before he got hurt. So yeah. Th- that sh- those two should probably be one and two in yeah. every fantasy draft. Yeah, for sure. Every year, I just like the thing I like about. Taylor is he can pop off from anywhere. You like his explosive ability? Yeah, where he is a true home run hitter, which is kind of rare in the NFL these days. Yeah. But he can pop off a 75-yard touchdown like nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a track star. He's big. He can still take the hits. He can run between the tackles. He is, I think, hands down the best Wisconsin running back to play in the NFL. Oh, for sure. And he's only played for one one season. Yeah, well, two. Two seasons mm-hmm. going into yeah. year three. Yep. What do you think his market value is? Does he does he catch McCaffrey at 16, 16 and a half? That's what I would ask for. I'd ask for 20 to start and then I'd work my way down. But yeah, I'm asking for McCaffrey mon- you know money like 16, 17 million per year. So even though he's not the same type of player catching the football. Was and it, he, was he, any going to do say no? Maybe. <laughs> All right. I'm walking then. See me on the New York Jets. Yeah, then you're gonna get tagged, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I mean, the tag's still gonna be like 15 million because he's got you know the Kamara contract, CMC, yeah. Derrick Henry. You're still Cooks gonna get in, you know mid teens. Yeah, but not having anything past one year for a running back is a little. Yeah, funny. that's tough. That's tough. Ask Le'Veon Bell about that. He yeah. held out for a whole year just because of that. Do you think like I don't know how plausible this is, but like you know you get tagged or whatever, and you're like, yeah, I'll play, and then like. You're playing, and you're like, oh, my hammy's kind of like tightening up a little bit, so I'm only going to play like six snaps this, this game type scenarios. Um, Do you think that ever comes into play in the NFL? Like it does in the NBA because it'd be like, oh, my thumb, I have a thumb bruise. Lower body injury. Lower, <laughs> yeah, lower body injury. Can't play. Um, you know, we've seen that happen in camp. Yeah, but no one's ever done it in the games. No one's done it in the games. Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to 20 – it's, snap count here. It's a catch twenty-two, right? Because if you pull that shit, and now the team's like, all right, well, th- this guy obviously doesn't want to be here. We'll let him walk. But now you got the next team going. Well, can he stay healthy? And then you're like, well, no, no, no. I was just, yeah. Well, okay. That's also got. I just feel like there's a lot. There's gonna be a lot of New York Jets, Detroit Lions out there. That's like, all right, wait, what? You want this? All right, come here. We're down. The Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're giving out two hundred thirty million to. Sexual predators. That, out they, here, so. that if he, <laughs> you know what's crazy is, however bad that decision was, is they might not even lose anything on that deal if he gets banned. Yeah, yeah, that's. And he never plays again. They lost the draft picks. Those are gone. Yeah, yeah. 
that's punishment enough, I suppose. They're gonna go back to one and fifteen for three years. They're the <coughs> Brooklyn Nets of the KG Paul Pierce era. Speaking of Jacoby Brissett. Yep. There he is. Gonna be your QB one, day one. Wow. <laughs> Cleveland gonna Cleveland. Um Hey, shout out to Joe, Jacoby Brissett. He just keeps finding ways to start games. He's kind of he like that New England stint where uh Tom was Tom yeah. was out and although then, he got hurt. He got hurt and then it was Jimmy Garoppolo show. Yeah. Right? And then it was, you know, then it was the whole Indianapolis thing and now it's now he's in Cleveland. Got another shot in Cleveland. Just just keep getting jobs, collecting those checks, bro. You know what's crazy is he's probably just looking for a nice backup job somewhere <laughs> to just like kind of relax, <laughs> kick your feet up. No, no and he just keeps getting thrown in there. <laughs> Look, Agent, I don't want to go anywhere where I'm playing. Yeah, like I, I want to just like hold the clipboard and that's my life. Yeah, like pay me the vet man and then they like a million dollars a year to comes just in on like Tuesday, hey. Run the scout camp or scout team. QB one today. <sighs> God damn it. For how long? Well, Deshaun's probably gonna miss the year and Baker doesn't want to be here. So you're looking at seventeen <laughs> games. Like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, too funny. All right. But back to Indy. Is this a playoff team? I think so. Is this a division winner? I think so. I think so, too. I just i am so low on Tennessee right now. Me, too, man. I think they're going to – they're going for that one seed, and they're going to probably miss in the playoffs in my book. I think the Colts, they were so close last year making the playoffs, losing to the Jags. It was a heartbreaker, but – they got a, a little bit better quarterback play. They got a nice draft class. Um, they didn't really didn't lose anybody in free agency at all. Um, I think they're going to be like 10, 11 wins mm-hmm. up in that area. They play in a terrible division, so they at least have that going for them. Unfortunately for them, that's probably where their right ends, though. Probably, yeah. Probably, probably looking at like a two or a three seed. Yeah. And then you're probably getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs because you're going to have to play uh, Kansas like, City, Denver, right. Vegas, like San Diego, Death LA. Row, man. Yeah, it's kind of it's crazy how stacked AFC is. Yeah. But, hey, I honestly, if you're if you tell me that my team's going to be a two or three seed, like, in July, I'm taking it. You, know, you got hope. Yeah. So anything hope. can happen. Like, you know, football is an oblong-shaped ball, man. It can bounce any which way. Any given Sunday, things happen. Like, Joe Burrow came back from 18 points down against Kansas City. Like, everyone was watching that game in the first half. They are like, ooh, bloodbath. Yeah. You know? And then Joe Burrow pulls it out. Like, anything can happen. So, I mean, if you're telling me I have a shot at a two seed right now, three seed, I'm taking it. Not to mention, like, all these guys we're talking about from any team, odds are someone's going to be out in the playoffs. Yeah. Someone's going to get hurt. There's a 100% injury rate in the NFL. So, yeah. yeah. You know, all it takes is one guy to go down, and the whole team can kind of. Like, what if they like go to Buffalo in like January? Are you taking Jonathan Taylor thirty-five times a game in January? Like, you got a shot, man. You got a shot. You got a shot. They might have the best shot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that would actually like, probably be like a dream like, matchup. Blow it up. I'm like, I'm not saying blow it up. I'm just saying like draft and develop a guy. You know how hard it is? You know how like any of these mid round quarterbacks actually make it? Yeah, in, like, so at start a high level? throwing picks at it, man. It's throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Oh my god! Just to continue to trade two first rounders for Carson Wentz and then but guy, two the third rounders making for... are not like terrible players. They're like all pros. Yes, I understand. And they had another phenomenal. So you're draft. telling me that they should take those all pro players, 
that they had. But if you don't have a quarterback, you could have an all-pro roster all around it, and you're never going to win a Super Bowl. Is the goal to just make the playoffs, or is the goal to win a Super Bowl? I'm... The goal is to win a Super Bowl, yes. yes. But like, I'm trying to get to the playoffs because that's what you need to do to get to a Super Bowl. Understood. I just feel like they're in this quarterback purgatory, and like, you know who's another resurgent name? Nick Foles is on this roster. Oh well, he's a Frank Reich guy. He, yeah, he coached him in, in Philly. So <laughs> throwing him a job. I I don't know. Another guy. He he'll, like if Matt Ryan retires, that'll be your starting quarterback next year. No, he will not. No, he will not. I guarantee you. I, how much do you want to put on this? I will put that if Matt. Well, a lot needs to okay, happen here. Matt so Ryan needs to retire. All right, I will. Uh, I will bet you a hundred bucks if if Matt Ryan retires. This is contingent on Matt Ryan retirement. That Nick Foles will not start for them as QB one. Who, QB1, who else? One. Like name a better Baker Mayfield. No, no. Why Nick Foles will have a year under his belt. Nick Foles is hot trash. You said the same thing about Baker Mayfield. Okay. Baker Mayfield <laughs> is less hot trash of Nick Foles. Nick Foles couldn't hold the job down in Chicago. Nick Foles has a Super Bowl ring with god. this coach. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Are you taking this bet? <laughs> I, I am very convinced. It would just be the most Colts move ever. If a veteran they, quarterback who was in your system for a year. Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, those are all great names. <laughs> yeah, all very much in play for the next Indianapolis quarterback job. Mm. And so is Nick Foles. He's already on the roster. So are you taking this bet? Yeah, let's all do right. it. Done. And then just pray to God that <laughs> Matt Ryan doesn't retire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Andy, get a quarterback. Um. Oh, you have a, you have a would you rather. Oh, yeah. You ready for this one, man? We're going defenses t- today, man. Probably going to take Darius Leonard over whoever else you have, but let's hear it. All right. Darius Leonard, uh, would you rather Darius Leonard edition? Uh, I stuck with all linebackers here, all right? Okay. All right. So Darius Leonard, or would you rather have him or Fred Warner? They both got extensions right at the same time. I'm going to stick with Darius Leonard, but that's a coin flip. Like, I really don't think you could, like, pick a bad pick there. Roquan Smith. <sighs> Poor guy. Another guy who's stuck in Chicago. I'm going to stick with Darius Leonard, though. Devin White. Darius Leonard. Levante David. Back-to-back Tampa boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm sticking with Darius Leonard. Devondre Campbell. Darius Leonard. Eric Kendricks. Also Darius Leonard. Bobby Wagner. Five years ago, maybe Bobby Wagner. Now, Darius Leonard. Micah Parsons. <sighs> Probably Parsons. All right. So, yeah, I'd take Parsons. Uh, I think I might go well, – I'm definitely going Fred Warner, I think. I might go Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith's got that additional ability to, I think, get to the uh, the quarterback, maybe a little bit better than Leonard. Yeah. I feel like if you put Roquan Smith on like a – decent team that's not chicago i think he would explode on the scene like he's exploded on the scene being on chicago yeah like if he was like say if he was like on a playoff team and he was getting like the recognition every day every week from the media i think he would he would be way up there 
I, th- I still think he is. I mean, he's going to get – so Darius Leonard got five for 100. Yeah. 52 and a half guaranteed. I think Roquan Smith is going to blow that out of the water. Really? By probably five, ten million dollars. So like five for one ten, five for. I think that's totally in the realm of possibility. How about Derek? So you said you you would take uh, Darius Leonard over Devin White too, hey? Mm-hmm. I think I would go Devin White honestly. I th- don't get me wrong. I think Darius Leonard's a great player, but I think just like the youth with Roquan and Devin White, they're silent the silent ability. Like, but it's not like Darius Leonard's old. No, I think he's like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, I know. He just I know. got he just got his extension. I know, but I just feel like it's just like my personal preference. I, I just love Devin White's ability and Roquan Smith. Like, just love it. Darius Leonard's an all around linebacker. I think he dipped a little bit in the coverage um, aspect of his game this past season, but I'm, I'm I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a great player. Um, but so I think on this list, I take Devin White maybe. Just because he's a little younger, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, I think he's just right there. Fred Warner, I think, is a little bit better than him. Uh, Fred Warner is probably the best coverage linebacker in the game, and then I think if Mark, Micah Parsons just speaks for itself. You know what's interesting? I was just kind of like, as I was listening to you, I was just kind of looking at like Darius Leonard, Fred Warner. It's interesting to watch the kind of shift in what your prototypical linebacker size is. Yeah, <clears throat> it seems to be going a little taller and a little lighter. Like both guys, Warner and Darius, are both like 6'2", 6'3", 230 pounds. I think linebacker in the NFL, I still think like Urlacher is like 6'1", 245, 250 pounds. And like that linebacker no, just no, doesn't dude. exist anymore. No, those are DNs. Those are called DNs now. Isn't that wild? Yeah, like yeah. TJ Watt's like 6'3", 250. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because, you know, it's more passing league now and you got to cover tight ends and be better in space and have that hip flexibility to kind of turn and run with guys. So... You also want them to be a little bit taller. You don't want them to be five ten because you know you're going against six foot six Gronk. Six that was your big knock Chelsea. against um, uh, Nakobe Dean. Yeah, yeah, he's you know five ten. So like, it's you, you can run with me, sure, but you can't jump. You know, you're not going to go up and get it yeah. over these guys. Kyle Pitts is six six. Like, if you're five ten, you're already getting blown out of the yeah, water. Yeah, you better have a forty inch vertical. Right, right. So, you know, if you're six three two. 30 to 40 and you can run with these guys you know, you're going to compete and mm-hmm. compete at a high level yeah kind of crazy the good news is for all of those teams and all those linebackers you just listed those are like i don't know if you could make a bad pick there yeah the one maybe questionable one is campbell and he was an all pro last year mm-hmm. it's just like can he put two seasons together that's what the knock on him is he's a one-year wonder type guy so if he can do it again I don't know. He, conversation kind of shifts. Like I might take Campbell over him if he does it again. Though the Packers got an absolute oh, steal because yes. they paid him like five for fifty. Yeah. So like, if you get all pro production out of him, yeah. I mean, geez, these other guys are making twenty million a year. You're you, getting half the value. You kind of you kind of shrugged off Bobby Wagner. I feel like a little too quickly. The big thing is just he's he's, he's going into his tenth year. I know, but he's still Bobby Wagner. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's just he's going going into your 10th season, man. It's just the NFL is hard. He's going to be on the Rams. He's going to have Aaron Donald. Perfect situation for him to go yeah. to. And Seattle's got to be like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Although they dealt him or let him walk. They, they, him, cut, they him, cut him, so him. they had to know it was a possibility. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. The rich get richer. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Um, top 10 defense this year. They got the pieces. Indy's got the pieces to do it. Um, just looking at that that depth chart, I mean, Buckner. Um, got Quiddy Pay. You went in on Quiddy Pay? Quiddy Pay. Um, Darius Leonard. Okarike. Okarike. They got a nice team. Stephon Gilmore is an interesting one. Like, can he get back to being productive? Because he had a pretty – well, he missed the first six games. He's on the pup list. Yeah. And then he didn't really do much. I think he got hurt again. Yeah, in Carolina. In Carolina last year, which Bill Belichick kind of won that trade. Everybody was like, oh, they only got a six-rounder for him. But Yeah. So we'll see what the back half of this defense can do. They got Rodney McLeod, Julian Blackman at the safety positions. And then Kenny Moore, the second, and Stephon Gilmore on the outside. That Kenny Moore is a fantastic slot corner. Mm-hmm. And that Rocky Sin still? Isaiah Rogers yeah. on the other corner spot. So, I mean, as long as that back half can hold up, the front seven's going to do its job. I have no doubt about that, which this defense is kind of built to play against Tennessee. Yeah, pretty much to just slow the box, yeah. stop Derrick Henry. Can't wait for those Thursday night games of Colts, Colts Titans, little October twentieth action. Yeah, you know uh, <laughs> they used to have those Thursday night games where it used to be like you know Jets Jaguars and like yeah, it was terrible. They've really turned that around because they really want the Thursday night ratings to do well. <laughs> yeah, so do I think something. the days of like it was like Indy it was, Houston. It was like the Tyrod over. Taylor Bills versus like you know Blake Bortles and the Jags. I was like, come on, Blake and Bortles took him to a AFC Championship game. I <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, all right, all right. Let's. God, we still got two teams to go. Get your the, caffeine ready, man. The cream of the crop of this division. I'm excited for this. Okay. So Texans, you don't have it on here, but I want to talk Davis Mills. Ooh, I'm always down to talk some Davis Mills. Is so far, we're only one year into it. Is Davis Mills the best quarterback so far from last year's draft class? He had the best rookie year, which isn't saying much because they all sucked. But I think he's got a shot to stick around. The Texans seem to be high on him. Yeah. I think they give him at least this year. I think probably next year. It depends. I think he's got at least – he's going to get at least the Daniel Jones treatment where he's going to get four years at least. You think so? Yeah. Well, one, he's only – he's a second-round pick, so he's only got four years anyway. He's not even – I think he was like a fourth or fifth-round pick. But, yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's only got the four-year contract. He had such a good rookie year. I think – the new management, Nick Casario and, and team, know like, hey, this roster still has a lot of holes. Yeah. We're going to give this guy every chance to succeed, and I think I think he gets four years. I don't know if I agree. I, I So I, th- I feel like Davis Mills is he's, – he's, he's a decent quarterback. He, he hasn't really proven anything yet. He proves that he could he could play a little bit in this league – but the quarterback draft class next year is just so phenomenal that if they are three and fourteen again 
and they are top five, I can absolutely see Nick Casario pulling the trigger on you know Anthony Richardson or pick, pick your favorite quarterback. Will Levis or whoever. Yeah, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Like, there's so many quarterbacks. I'm not necessarily guaranteeing four years for Davis Mills. Fair. I do think that so this team's probably back in the top ten. I think if they get to six wins, he gets another year after this year. But if it's if they're in the top if they're picking top five, top six, I think he I think he's his job security is severely in question. I do think this team wins more games next year. Yeah. Not saying much. Not saying much. But let's assume let's assume they win Well they win two games last year? Three. Three? Yeah. Um, but I think even if you're drafting like somewhere between five and ten, <clears throat> so let's assume for a minute they're not picking top five. Okay. I agree with you. If they're top five, I think there might be someone out there that's just a little bit too hard to yeah. pass up on. But if they're dropping if they're picking like eight, there might be a team desperate enough to jump up to get one of those quarterbacks. Where this key, this team can start to s- stockpile picks similar to what they did this year. They had two picks in the top fifteen. Yeah, so you're saying stockpile picks to build around Davis Mills. Yeah, I could see it. I could I could see that too. I think it, it, obviously Davis Mills has to perform, um, but it's it's going to be very interesting to see which way the team building goes for Nick Casario here. Uh, if if he can be like a twenty five touchdown like sub 10 interception guy regardless of record you might keep him but if he's you know full, you know 15 touchdowns 10 picks i'm moving off of him i don't care where i'm picking it you know three or eight whatever yeah last year 2700 yards we'll call it 16 touchdowns 10 picks yeah he needs to be like way better than that this year for me to like cement him as my Long-term starter. What's way better? Uh, like 25 touchdowns, 10 picks. Like he needs to show that he can get about two touchdowns a game at least. So you have 17 games. You can't throw, you know, 250 yards and two touchdowns a game for me. I'm I'm kind of moving on to the next thing. And, you know, you're looking at like a, a possible generational type draft class here. So you're you going to, I mean, you're going to pass. Like if you pass on that, to kind of ride with a 18 touchdown 11 interception type quarterback for four years and be like in this wasteland of picking the top 10 for half a decade. I'm it's just, you're going to get people fired. The, I hear you. I hear you on all that. And those, I don't necessarily disagree. It's just like, I, I wonder what the expectations are in Houston, like inside that locker room for him, just because you got Brandon Cooks, who is maybe one of the most underrated wide receivers. Absolutely. But then behind him, you got Nico Collins, okay, and John Mechie, who's coming off an ACL and he's going to be a rookie. Like, I just feel like there's not. I know who you're naming, but like, they're all better than what he had last year, and he should be better himself than he was last year so there has to be some sort of like market like improvement in his numbers and efficiency for me to like buy in like i think he's like i'm kind of buying in but i'm not all the way in yet he's got to take a step yeah i I agree i mean if yeah if he 
stays the same or goes backwards. Be a not, yeah. No bueno. But I think if he improves, which there's no reason to doubt that he will. He was a five-star recruit coming out to Stanford. He was like a, he was a nice prospect out of high school. So he's got like that pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I hope he succeeds, but I'm not 100% in yet. Okay. I got to see it again, and I got to see him win a little bit more. Even if it's just like six games. I just think if the Texans can get to a spot where they're drafting eighth or lower, it's like a perfect draft to not need a quarterback. True. Because you're probably going to get the top guy at a different position because teams that need a quarterback, which there's a lot of them, they're all going to be fighting over themselves to get one of those top five, top six guys. I agree. Totally agree. So that's why I think Davis Mills might have a longer leash, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, if they win four games and they're drafting fourth, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be hard to sit there and not yeah. take a shot on one of these guys. Yep. Um, is Brandon Cooks the lone bright spot? I think from a skill position standpoint, yes. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not high on Nico Collins and John Mechie, who's nice, but what's he going to be after the knee injury? Yeah. He's a rookie. Tight end, Brevin Jordan. I like him. Okay. They drafted that uh, kid, Tegan, um, out of Oregon State. Maybe he can be nice. This offensive line's nice, though. They got Laramie Tunsil. They drafted Kenyon Green. They do have a nice offensive line, specifically on the left side. Yeah. Running back, you got Marlon Mack. They have a bunch of undrafted guys. Marlon Mack. Did you know Rex Burkhead's still playing? Yeah, man. He was scoring touchdowns for them last year. Of course he was. Killed me in fantasy. <laughs> Daria Gumbawale, another Badger. His they sister's, uh, his sister's a good WNBA player, I believe. Yeah, she's a very good. Are they siblings or cousins? I think they're siblings. Yeah, she went to Notre Dame. She had that game winner in the, was that the national championship game. She got on Ellen for that. You're way more involved in women's basketball. Well, I coached for 10 years, and she (laughs) went to DSHA here right up the road. I know she was from Milwaukee. She had like 60 points in the state championship game. That's phenomenal. That's pretty good. Um, All right. Um, A year away from being a year away. Oh, man. (laughs) Probably. Probably. I think the – they need to build up the defensive side of the ball now. Like, they got two first-round picks for the next two years still. Yeah, the Cleveland thing helps. I think if they can start to rebuild that defense, I mean, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. Other than Derek Stingley, who they drafted top five this year, they drafted that safety, Jalen Petre, second round. So they're trying. Yeah. But, like <clears> – <throat> I couldn't tell you anything about any of their starting four defensive linemen. Um, what are their names? I think it's like... O- Okoronkwo, Roy Lopez, Malik Collins, and Jonathan Gr- Greenard. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not very great. Linebacker, you got Christian Kirksey, who came from Green Bay. Christian Harris, who they drafted this year. <clears throat> and uh, Garrett Wallow. I think Christian Harris might have a little... A little potential there. We'll see. He came from Alabama, I believe. Yep. Um, and then corners, you know, Stephen Nelson. He's decent. Stingley and 
Tavir Thomas. Yeah, it's not, great. From like, it's not great in Houston. <clears throat> and yeah, so yeah, they probably are a year away from being a year away. I think I still think this team slotted to be picking probably in the top 10. Probably, yeah. Um, but. Cleveland. I mean, this this Deshaun Watson trade might be the best thing ever because Cleveland might win two games this year mm. with the circus that's going on up there. Yeah, and Jacoby Brissett potentially starting seventeen <laughs> I was like, games. You're slandering Jacoby Brissett right now. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm slandering a franchise that mortgaged their future on a guy who For they sure. knew all this about. For sure. So now, you want to talk about getting guys fired? That front office has got to be just sweating bullets right now. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> but they made their bed. So, you know, they could have two top 10 picks for the next two years, three years. That will help. I think they need to beef up their defensive line, probably their front seven as a whole. And then I think this team could be competitive. I feel like they're like the next, you know how like Miami was like this three years ago? This is the new Miami. So it's going to take them like two, three years to like get up. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the Jets. Yeah. Uh, A year or two behind the Jets. I think the Jets are trending upwards. I agree. They're probably a year or two behind the Jets. Yes. Which still means you got (laughs) to endure some four to five win seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It's just you you bring up so many good points about that quarterback position where if you are winning four to five games, there's going to be some serious temptation to try and draft one of those guys. And I don't know if that's the right move. Like you're right. You might be getting a generational talent. Half hour ago, you were just telling me that the Colts should stop this whole retread of a quarterback, these mediocre quarterbacks, and get a guy to develop and be good. But Davis Mills could be that guy. Could be. But if he's winning four I games I would rather a year, have Davis Mills than 38-year-old Matt Ryan. But if he's winning four games a year, I, uh, my and point you have is like, uh, the, rosters, up, the rosters are completely different. I know, but you're saying... Andy has a phenomenal roster. But you're saying that you need to have a quarterback. You do, and I'm saying Davis Mills... We don't know what Davis Mills could be yet. I he know. is a ball of clay. <laughs> we know exactly what Matt Ryan is, and yeah. they have the roster. Yeah. Like, if you plug in a guy, like, okay, Russell Wilson, he's on the trading block. You plug him into Indy, Super Bowl contender. Yeah. You plug him into Houston, seven-game winner. Yeah. That's the difference. I'm just saying, if like you said that they should, you want a quarterback in your team building philosophy. You want to get a quarterback. You want to get a guy. Yes. And you want to have like a retread, like one year, and throw him up. You know, throw him away. Davis Mills could be like a one year type guy, two year type guy, and he could be just a he's just a guy. And you're staring at like a hyped up generational prospect and Bryce Young, C.J. Shroud, all these guys. Yeah. and you're going to be like, ah, no, I'm good with Davis Mills. I'm good. You have this – yeah, I, I know what you're saying. And I don't necessarily disagree. But as I think through this, you could be creating, like, the next Justin Fields scenario. Like, you, you need to – like, the problem with the teams that are bad is you have to draft a quarterback because you need a quarterback. And court, this is a quarterback-heavy league. Plus, you get them cheap for yeah. four years, five yeah. years. But at the same time, like – like if you do what the Bears did and you trade up to get a guy and you're not ready to have that guy. No, 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 no. The Texans don't got to trade up to get anybody. And they have the assets to then also I'm build. just saying you draft a the, – the nice thing is for the Texans that you are 100% right on is they have the assets. Yeah. Like if they swing and miss, yeah. they still have another first-round pick. Yeah. 
puts you in a much better spot. But, so I will like, agree. You know, they take, say they take Anthony Richardson at five overall, and then they can take, you know, another right tackle at 10 overall. Yeah. They, like, they do have that advantage. Yeah. I, I will give you that. That's a big advantage. Whereas the Bears couldn't pick for 60 slots. Yeah. And had no cap room. I don't know. There's. I hear you. There's layers to it. Yeah. There's definite layers to it. I don't disagree. It's just it's an interesting discussion. It, it it all depends on your assessment of Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah. So you're more high on Davis Mills, I think, than I am. I'm uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm lukewarm. He's earned an he's, opportunity for another year. Yes, but you One said four. I, I do I'm think he. I, I think he gets it. I think he grows, and I think Houston is competent enough, or not competent enough. They are happy enough with Davis Mills that they do not pick a quarterback next year. I think they're happy enough their quarterback isn't sexually assaulting 40 <laughs> women. So I think I think anything's a win in that book. <laughs> that is a good spot to be in. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, looking back and the headaches that Deshaun Watson like, – let's take the – Let's take the legal stuff out of the picture for a moment. He just wanted out, right? Yeah. So he like did this hold in. They and then like the sexual assault stuff started leaking out. So Houston was happy enough just to say, "Okay, you can just sit out this year." It was the best thing to happen to Houston. Absolutely, absolutely. They traded him, got all these picks, and now he is someone else's problem. Other than the fact that. Now well, they're starting to get dragged well, back yeah, into this yeah. with their head of security. Yeah, they're kind of an accomplice, so we'll see. <laughs> That's going to be fascinating to watch, too. Yeah. you got to figure there's going to be a fine and loss of draft picks. I feel like that's a bare minimum, honestly. Like, I think... It's just what, how high? I Do don't, they lose a third-round pick? Do they lose a... I go first. You can't be an accomplice of sexual assault and then try and cover it up. The the pro I agree the the problem well I don't know it's the same ownership structure so at the same at the end of the day it's still the Houston Texans but it's like, I feel bad for Nick Casario yeah man not his fault he wasn't there yeah <laughs> you got some idiot head of security supplying NDAs and also who was supplying this is all allegedly based on the New York Times article but who's supplying him hotel rooms the Texans were I know but like who who in the Texans? Uh, because if that's true, you're not only like doing something highly unethical. Yeah, you're also violating salary cap rules because you're giving him something of monetary value that I'm sure you're not recording in your books. Yeah, but like, I I have no idea. But don't don't like guys get things of monetary value from teams all the time. But it's it's different than getting like gear. And like physical therapy, like you're giving him like access to a hotel room. What if like the Packers gave Aaron Rodgers access to a hotel room in L.A. just for like a weekend? I don't think you can do it. Okay, I'm just curious. I have no idea. Like yeah, I just I'm, thought like yeah, the Packers are paying for this golf outing today. Let's go. You know that there's things about that where that maybe <laughs> the Packers sponsor it. Mm. And they, mm. but you're not like giving money directly. Like here, you're like directly like lodging Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess we'll let the NFL figure that out. All right. Um, no, we just talked about this. If they're in a position to draft a quarterback next year, yeah. do they do it? 
Anything else in Houston? Uh, nah, that's about it. Pretty much about it. Oh, you think Lovey Smith is going to be there long term, or is he like a like a bridge type one year guy? I don't know how he got hired there. Well, I, like, I don't know if, don't anyone, give, don't I don't know if anyone really <laughs> wanted the Houston Texans gig to begin with, because uh, Brian Flores would have taken it. Do you think he would have taken it? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not so sure, man. And honestly, I think the NFL wanted him to take it. I don't think the NFL wanted him to take it. It would if he takes that head coaching job, his whole like lawsuit almost goes out the window. One, there's no damages. He's still a head coach, still getting paid head coach money. Okay. Two, it's hard to argue the NFL is racist when you just got hired for another job. Well, uh, I guess. Like, I mean, he could be suing the Miami Dolphins directly, but okay. you know, it it's like, well, okay, yeah, you got fired, but you got hired right away, like. Yeah. So right. I, I I'll give you Brian Flores. Yeah. I'll give you Brian Flores. <coughs> like, I just don't think that job was like highly coveted. Probably not. I mean, the fact that they were bringing in what's his name. I mean, David Cully was the only guy that took it to the year before. So. And I think he got a bad rap. Like, do you think he, he deserves to be a, fired? Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not. Like the poor guy got one year with a roster. Like they signed like sixty free agents last year. I know, but like, like just a bunch of guys all on like one year deals. Like they just they Frankensteined a roster. I know it was it was a terrible roster, a terrible situation. And he got he had he didn't get a fair shake whatsoever. But I feel like he went into it with like hey, he knew it was coming. Like hey, yeah, you got a year. Look, this is what's gonna happen. You get your little paycheck and just kind of be a you know placeholder for a year. I don't think they ever went into it long term. Like, yep, David Culley's our guy to get us the Super Bowl. I never <laughs> thought that was ever in the cards. So with Lovey, I think Lovey should never have been fired from Chicago. Absolutely. Like he got a raw deal when he got. I mean, he won ten games the year he got fired. Yep. And now look at they've been cursed ever since. Yep. Like I think he should probably still be the head coach of Chicago Bears. That being said, he went to. Illinois. University of Illinois. And he struggled. Yeah. Now, part of it is you're a bottom half team in the Big Ten, and it's like not like Champaign, Illinois is this huge recruiting hotbed. Mm-hmm. But like, if you can't do it in college where you can handpick your players, like I'm, I was shocked that he got another shot as a head coach. I thought, I thought his next step in the NFL would probably be a defensive a coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's what everyone thought, but – Again, I don't think that job was very coveted. So, so, like, you're looking at the, you know, bottom tread guys even coming to interview for that job. So, does he last longer than two seasons? I think he lasts probably one season. Probably. One. And then you just sell it to, the like, the next group of head coaching guys. Like, hey, we have a top five pick. We're going to yeah, go get our franchise absolutely. quarterback or our franchise left tackle. Davis Mills take a step up. Yeah, you're hoping to sell up. yourself on Davis Mills or you're hoping to sell yourself on like, hey, we got the lottery ticket for Bryce Young or whatever. Because um, this draft wasn't that great with the quarterback class and all that. No. So there was not like there was no good a, like appeal to it. So you're not going to be like, a, say if you're like Byron Leftwich, you know, you're not going to stake your first job as a head coach in the NFL to the Houston Texans because you're going to be horrible. You're, you don't have the quarterback that you probably want. And, you know, if you're three and 14, your resume looks horrible. And if you get fired, you're never going to get coaching a job again. Most likely. Most likely. I will say it's easier for a coach to get a new job than it is for a general manager to get a new job. But uh, still, it doesn't look good. No, 
It doesn't. You know, Matt Florida comes in and wins 13 games a year for three, four years. That's phenomenal. Like you want to, you want your first job to be at least set up for success. You don't want your first job to be like this is a flaming hot piece of trash, and there's like a slim chance I'm getting to see year two, year three, year four. Yeah, I hear you. It's just the teams that are extremely well run usually don't have head coaching vacancies. Right. But like uh say like Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles got his like first head coach job for the Jets and was, you know, didn't do so great and got fired and it's like, yeah, well, you suck with the Jets. But now he's getting a second chance. A decade later. Yeah. But I mean, I just think like look at the teams this year that were up for new coaches. Other than Denver, who kind of like Hackett fell into a beautiful situation we all know why that was well yeah, it was the aaron Rodgers yeah, recruiting that's sweepstakes exactly you got hired because you knew a guy who knew a guy but then they brought in russell wilson and now they're going to be competitive like that's a beautiful spot to land that doesn't happen as often right. i think of like i think robert sala is a great coach but he's in new york mm-hmm. i mean the, to be a first-time head coach you so have like, to you know, so the, say robert sala say if the you know, the jets go you know four or five wins this year and he gets he gets fired like do you see him just hitting the open market and being a, a head coach again Probably like not. within five years, even probably not. That's the I just thing. Think like to you like, want to stake your. If you're a first time head coach, you want to make sure like this is the right thing for me. I know, but those those positions don't. They open up every year. Happen. They open up every year. I know, but there's more teams that are in trouble looking for head coaches than there are. Oh yeah, yeah. I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. So like, if Usually you want to be a head coach, you gotta yeah, and then hope to God you like the guy in Cincinnati. You, you got to hope you draft a burrow. You got to hope that it pans out. Yes, but I'm saying, yeah, exactly. Like, so if I'm a first-time head coach, or potentially going to be a first-time head coach, I'm looking to, uh, like, I'm selling myself. But at the same time, the team's got to sell me on, like, hey, we have uh, Justin Herbert. You should come here. We have a top three pick with the potential to get like a Trevor Lawrence. One, two, or three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you know, you gotta. It can't be like, yep, we got Davis Mills. Hey, we're drafting twelfth and exactly. Like, yeah. I hear you. We don't have a first round pick this year. (laughs) Great. Great. Um. All right. All right. All right. Uh. All right. Let's go to Jacksonville. Um. Thoughts first on the Doug Peterson trade. Or a trade, the Doug Peterson Hire. hiring. I love it. I think it's I think it's a great move. A plus in my book. You get a, a veteran coach who's shown he can succeed. Got a ring, man. Got a ring. That's show more than you succeed. That's winning. And and he's a quarterback yep. guy. I think it's probably the exact opposite of Urban Meyer. One hundred percent. The thing that the only question mark I have is that was a weird falling out that Peterson had in Philly. Something happened there where they just got rid of both Wentz and Peterson. Yeah. Something it's happened Something there. weird. I can't tell you what it was. It's I can't something weird. I would never have fired Doug Peterson. But it had to be something. And it yeah. couldn't have just been Wentz because, yeah, they traded Wentz, but they also fired Peterson. Yeah. That's a little. That's the only question mark I have about Doug Peterson is what happened at the end of Philly. Right. And we'll right. never know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Doug Peterson's a great coach. Won a Super Bowl ring. I th- my big thing is he coached Carson Wentz to an MVP type ish year, mm-hmm. and like obviously we've seen what Carson Wentz is now, and it's not anywhere close to MVP. So to bring that kind of talent out of a guy, um, I think is phenomenal. Also, winning all those games, getting that ring, phenomenal. He's going to be a great mentor to Trevor Lawrence. Going to be great in his development. 
way better. Anything's better than Urban Meyer, but he's going to be you know way better than Urban Meyer. So what are you expecting out of out of Trevor? Yeah, uh, this year or his career. This year, we'll start this, this year. year. Uh, this year, you know, he's got to show that he can. He doesn't have to be Superman. I felt like he got he kind of got into that Superman role a little too much, do too much with the ball, and started throwing a lot more interceptions. So he's got to. To me, he's got to just know where to go with the ball, not do too much, and play within himself. You got to know you're going from Clemson to the worst team in the league. So like you're not going to be winning the games. Just take care of the ball. Just make the right play. I think a good year for him would be 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, and like six or less interceptions. Yeah, that would be a phenomenal year, I think. His mindset almost has to be like this is his rookie year. Yeah, he's resetting. It's a rookie year, throw last year away. It was just a a bad year all around, talent-wise, coach-wise, everything. Yeah, agreed. Um, He's got all the – tools it's just can he put it all together um so we'll see what peterson can do once he gets his hands on him they spent a ton of money he's got way better weapons last year than or this year than he did last year yeah so you know everybody makes fun of the christian kirk contract at the at the end of the day though you know 18 million a year is like now that's like below average (laughs) i mean it's his fault to ahead of the curve yeah I mean, it's, it's it's his fault. The Jaguars paid a tax to get him. At the time, everybody's like, "Whoa, like what's going on here?" But now you're looking at guys getting twenty eight thirty. It doesn't seem as bad. Hey, man, Jakes are ahead of the curve here. <laughs> getting their slot receiver, or they're setting the curve. That's probably the bigger <laughs> problem. Um, they spend the most money on offensive line. Yeah. Again, I think it's because they're paying the Jaguars tax. But at least they're the thing I like about the Jaguars is they're trying. Yeah. They're spending the money in the spots they need to spend the money. You got Lawrence. Um, thought they had a good draft this year. You guys got to start to kind of put it together, and hopefully Peterson can get Lawrence to the spot where he can be confident again and they can start to just slowly build this franchise up. If they're picking top five again, I think Bulky gets fired, and then – Unfortunately, when you bring in a new GM, I worry about where that direction the team's going to go in. Yeah, usually when you get a new GM, he wants his own guys in there. Yep. So, are, is Trevor Lawrence going to be the the quarterback we hear about, like Fields, to keep bringing up Fields today? But where he's in his fifth season, he's had three offensive coordinators and three head coaches. God, I just don't want that. I think Peterson sticks around. I see. I think Peterson's like kind of the reverse of Lovey Smith. I feel like Peterson's the guy that you hire to like. This is our guy to get us to our next Super Bowl or next. For Jacksonville, let's temper expectations. Playoff berth. Yeah, I think Peterson's gonna be the guy to get the Jacksonville Jaguars their next playoff berth. Okay. So I think he sticks around probably four or five years at least. Yeah, they they give him his chance. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a you know they sold him. We have Trevor Lawrence. You know he's phenomenal talent. We got the number one overall pick this year as well. Like, you know that's a more coveted job I thought than the Texans job. Probably true. Probably true. Um. Is this Trav- Travis Etienne's fantasy breakout coming? I'm going to go no. Really? He didn't play at all last year, right? Well, he had the whole Liz Frank thing. He didn't play a single snap. So he's basically a rookie this year. Yeah. If James Robinson hadn't popped his Achilles, yeah. I don't even think Etienne starts. No, they probably share. 
I so he did pop his Achilles, so he's going to be RB one there. Etn. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that draft pick, by the way. I think everyone did, and that's Urban Meyer being Urban Meyer. Yeah. So also conspiracy theory hat on here. I feel like it was the whole Trevor, we love you. We're taking you number one. And he's like, I'm not coming to you guys. A few guys, you guys suck. He's like, we'll, no, we'll take ETN. He's your best, your best bud. He's yeah. Like, All right. If you take cool. ETN, I'm coming. <laughs> I, that's my conspiracy theory. I, the Jaguars will be a team that I will not touch a player mm. fantasy wise. Really? Really? I think they're going to be better than you think. I love ETN. They might better than I think. Might that's like six, seven wins. No, I think like offensively, I think they're gonna be better than you think. I think they're gonna score a lot of points. I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but I'm, they're gonna put up more points than last year. So what is? They were like thirty second ranked last year in offense. Like I think they might be like between thirty two and twenty. So what do you think? So what when you say fantasy breakout, what do you think that means? I think I think ETN can get a thousand plus scrimmage yards and like. Eight-ish touchdowns. That would be a nice season. Right, right. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, he's very explosive. Um, he's shown in college that he can take it to the house. Um, he's a good runner of the football and just a good, a good football player. So if he can stay healthy, he's going to contribute in the both the run and the pass game. But there's really no competition. I feel for him in the backfield because Robinson's true. out. So it's going to be the ETN show and Trevor Lawrence's guy. They have chemistry there. Like, I, I feel like you can get a thousand plus uh, scrimmage yards. Like I'm not saying a thousand rushing yards, but like I can see like an 800, you know, rushing 400 receiving, you know, maybe eight touchdowns total. Maybe like that's a good year. Yeah. That'd be a great year. I don't know. He has never played in the NFL before. I know. So, but, but if I think of it as like, you know, running backs, when you're drafted, you're getting drafted into your prime. You're 20, age 23, 24. That's your prime as a running back. So you're already in your prime. And that's making the leap from college to the NFL. Running back is the easiest position to make that leap in. Probably true. Um, if you're a quarterback, when you get drafted, your prime isn't for five years, six yeah. years. So like it's so running backs, you're in your prime. So I feel like you know I think ETN is a good shot of of hitting some numbers here. Okay. All right. We'll see. I'm gonna stick to my strategy of avoiding I, not drafting any Jaguars. All right. Or Texans for that matter. Um, Brandon Cooks, you're out. You're out. He's a he's a walking bucket, dude. Dude, he's a walking thousand yards. Exactly. Eight touchdowns. Exactly. I would draft Brandon Cooks. <laughs> So I take that back. No Jaguars, though. Um, <laughs> Will Evan Ingram? No. Did the Christian Kirk contract ruin the league? No. I do wonder, and we'll never know, if the Christian Kirk deal never happened. <clears throat> so for those of you listening, you got, what, four for 72-ish? Yeah. It was like $18 million a year, and everybody With was incentives like, to get to 21 was like, what is going on? This is a guy who's never had a 1,000-yard season. It was kind of mind-blowing what he was able to get. But I look back, and you know, similar-type players have gotten, like Kenny Galladay got yeah. $18 million a year. And Galladay's probably, Galladay at the time, was a little bit better. Yeah. And he came from Detroit. Yeah. But he also came from, you know, whatever. So at the time, it was like, wow, 
But at the same time, the market after that is so much higher than just Christian Kirk. Like the fact that Tyreek Hill was able to get four for 30 and that Devontae was able to get five for 28 and a half, I think that had more to do with DeAndre Hopkins already hitting 27 and a half. Because mm. DeAndre Hopkins got two for, what is that, 50? 54? S- it'd be, no, it'd be 55, 56, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, so I think the top wide receivers were far less concerned with what Christian Kirk was getting. I disagree. Versus, but at the same time, what Christian Kirk did do is guys that are maybe not at that level, but are still above average. Like look at like your Terry McLaurin's, like the guys that are like not maybe not tier one superstar, but, but tier like two. tier one B. Yeah. Those guys now are going to want 22, 23 because look, Christian Kirk got 18. Yeah. So it did drive the value up. Yeah. I don't know if it had a big impact on Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, maybe even A.J. Brown, but that next tier of guys, McLaurin, Debo Samuel to an extent, DK like they're Metcalf. all looking, DK Metcalf, they're all looking at this going, well, if he can get 18, I want 22, 23, easy. Yeah. Probably even shooting higher than that. Yeah. So it did bring the whole value up. But we've already seen it. You will continue to see it. Certain teams just aren't going to play that game. Mm-hmm. So, does the run? Does the wide receiver market eventually take a step back, similar to the running back market? For a while, there, like McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, they were all getting sixteen, fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah. Now the top end seems to be around twelve. Yeah. So you got guys making thirty between twenty-five and thirty. In three years, do teams look at that and go, like, that's just not a winning recipe? Yeah, right, And right. now our top end is going to be 20, 21. Right. Just because there's so many wide receivers in the league. Yeah. I agree there. But I feel like like the, the whole Christian Kirk – if the whole Christian Kirk contract thing doesn't, like, go down and he gets just a regular contract, like, between, like, Four 10. for 12. Yeah. Like, if he gets that, like, is Devontae Adams still – gone Tyreek Hill is he gone AJ Brown is he gone or do these like teams pay them now Devontae Adams is a weird situation because he wanted to go and play with Derek Carr Mm -hmm. but like is Tyreek Hill out of Kansas City is AJ Brown still in Nashville like so the AJ Brown question I think is the most interesting one yeah because you mentioned that Adams wanted out yeah and again both Adams and Hill wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver yep well in order to do that you have to eclipse Hopkins who is already done that contract was already on the books. So you need an average annual value of more than 27 and a half. So you think those guys are re- gone regardless? And they're probably making the same thing. But Because as soon as, as soon as Hill saw what Adams got, he's like, I want it. Oh, him. yeah, yeah. And Adams was going to get that because he wanted to beat Hopkins. Yeah. So I think those two guys were gone no matter what, and they're probably making the same thing. Okay. Brown's a little more interesting. Yeah. Because he doesn't have the same pedigree that Adams and Hill has. Right. But now you see... Kirk get 18 and you're like, well, shit, I'm way better than that guy. Right. So yeah, 25 sounds fair. I don't know. It's, it's hard to predict what had a bigger influence. Was it the other guys getting 30 a year or was it, you know, an average NFL wide receiver getting 18? I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. I just think it's hard. It's going to be hard for teams to justify paying a top 15 wide receiver $22 million a year when some of the best pass rushers are only getting 20. Mm-hmm. Like what's more important? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I, I think 
I think it's kind of like the stock market and we'll see a correction come in future years. That's a great analogy. Where it's like it exploded, but okay, this is not sustainable. <laughs> like is the next guy, I don't know who the next best wide receiver is. we got is. Debo, Terry McLaurin. And Are those guys going to get 31? Right. No. Like you can't be getting 31 million to Terry McLaurin. There's only 10 quarterbacks that make more than that. Exactly. Like we're not getting there. So I think you'll see it. I think I, this was probably the best year to be a wide receiver, and I think it'll come down. And I think we, we kind of hammered this point home on this podcast. Like it's going to be really tough for a lot of these teams to say, yeah, we're giving our quarterback franchise quarterback money and then paying a receiver, you know, 25 to $30 million. Yeah. It's going to be really tough for a lot of these guys to say that. And there's only going to be a handful of teams that actually commit to that strategy. And I think you're going to see, a, like I said, a correction in the market or even like a lot more like trade, like draft day trades, like the whole A.J. Brown thing. It's going to be a lot of that, I think, going forward. For wide receivers, the question is going to be, are there enough teams out there that are willing to pay continue both. this trend? Yeah. Well, because like think I think about the perfect example I think is Cincinnati with Chase and Burrow. Yes. So in two years, Burrow's gonna be making fifty million plus a year. Yeah. Chase, who's legitimately like a top wide receiver in the league, like if if he's gonna like by the time he's available for extension, Cincinnati's probably gonna be look, we'll give you twenty five. We we can't give you thirty three. Yeah. And then so then it's gonna be up to Chase to be like, Okay, F you guys yeah and is there a team out there willing to pay it because as long as there's a team willing to pay it that's what your worth is exactly so how many teams are going to be willing you've but you've already seen some teams tennessee green bay well green bay is kind of a question mark because apparently they offered adams as much if not more but kansas city for sure just say like we're not we're not playing that game so Mm -hmm. see ya good luck right right how many teams are out there willing to pay it how many aren't that's going to be the question yeah i totally agree with you man Totally agree. Um, okay. Last question then here for the day, expectations for Trayvon Walker. You know, as the number one overall pick, I feel like he's got higher expectations than he might have or might should have. I think if you are a smart fan, you should expect like eight sacks. I agree. That was my number eight. Yes. Like, that is a good season for him. Pass rushers take two to three years. It is such a huge jump from college to the pros. Yeah. Like, tackles are so much better in the NFL than they are. A lot of tackles you play in college move inside to guard. Right. So it's like, temper your expectations. Like, yes, he's the number one overall pick, but I think it'd be stupid. Same with uh, Hutchinson. Like, I think it's stupid yeah. for to expect either of those guys to get 15 sacks this year because it's just yeah it doesn't happen no. you know Michael Parsons is a generational type thing so like and he does it from a different position yeah yeah so like everyone in the in the NFL is super athletic you know 90th percentile compared to what college is so like a lot of it is like technique and just working on like pass rush moves and getting that down and you know you have three seconds to get to a quarterback so how mm-hmm. well can you get your technique done and your explosiveness um, down to a T and your timing and all that stuff so that all takes time so, yes. I mean, he'll probably get, you know, some numbers just based on athleticism. Just, you know, he'll get a sack just based on that. But I'm not expecting double-digit sacks this year, and maybe not even next year. Like, it might be three years before he actually shows what he can do. I mean, this off season seems to be the Rashawn Gary coming out party. At least the media seems super high on him. Yeah. He's going into his third season. Yep. And he's been 
average. He's been a rotational guy the first two years. Yeah. I mean, he got a lot more playing time last year because Zadarius Smith was missed most of the year. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's. It might be the closest thing to the quarterback position where it yeah. takes like two to three years to develop. I would think they might move Trayvon Walker down inside on third down, like on, on pass rushing downs. Like he might be like a more of an interior type pass rusher too. So yeah. that's going to take more time. You've got to deal with the, you know, the center guard type combo blocks and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be a learning curve for him for sure. It's going to take time. And, you know, Jacksonville's just got to be out to be patient with this guy and coach him the right way. And fans Take a deep breath before right. you call this guy a bust. Right, right. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a while. You, you, we're not expecting to be any good anytime soon. Like you're just the number one overall pick for like the last two years. So, mm-hmm. like you got a long way to go to climb the mountaintop. Yep, agreed. All right, let's do some over unders, and then uh, call it a day. Every time you think I would have this up and ready to roll, but I never <laughs> do. Um. Here we go. All right. So we got Tennessee at nine and a half. Mm-hmm. That's tough. The Colts, by the way, are also at nine and a half. So right. Vegas has a complete toss-up for this division. I'm going Colts over. I'm going Tennessee under. I agree with you on both counts. I, I think Tennessee takes a huge step back this year. Yeah, I feel like if they lose Derrick Henry for any sort of time, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Like seven to eight wins feels right on that team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I think their defense keeps them in some games. Derrick Henry obviously is a big factor, but people get injured every single year, and Derrick Henry's not getting any younger, and his workload's not changing. So if it's going to be tough for him to play all 17 games. If they do take a major step back and you get to December 1st, there's four games, five games left, and you're sitting at below 500. Does the pressure get a little bit warmer for Malik Willis to get some time? Throw the kid out there is my thing. Yeah. You don't get – it would be very beneficial for him if he was getting uh, live game reps. Yeah. Because, like, you know – this is a weird analogy, but like uh, Packers with Jordan Love, like you know the Packers are great, so they're thirteen wins, whatever. You're not pulling the plug on Aaron Rodgers in December to see what the kids got. You're only pulling the plug on him on week seventeen when you're you know locked up the one seed. So I feel like if Jordan Love got more game reps, his development would accelerate exponentially. Mm-hmm. So if you can get Malik Willis like four games in December to just work on just like game speed, calling plays in the huddle, just crowd noise, just all that stuff would go a huge a huge way in his development. Yeah. It also means that Tannehill probably gets cut and is the next Baker Mayfield he's if, next, if that scenario uh, happens. He's the next Indianapolis quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they might not even look at him. Honestly, if you're getting benched in December. I, I guess. Um, Indy at nine and a half, I think – I think they win. I think you said this earlier, but I agree. I think they win 11 games. Probably, I think yeah. they go 11 and 6 and win this division, and then unfortunately for them, probably get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Jacksonville, 6.5. I'm going under. You know what? For a little bit of controversy's sake, I'm going to go over. They're getting to 7? I think they win 7 games. That's interesting. I think they're like 5-6, but like 
I'm, I can't I can't go to seven. Houston's only at four and a half. I'm going to take the over on Houston. You're taking the over. I think they're another one who gets to. I'm going under. So you're you got them in the top three category again. I think so. Just thinking about it, I think. I think so. It's just that roster is so bare, and you're asking so much of Davis Mills, keeping him ball games. And it, again, if if Brennan Cooks goes down, what do you got on offense? I hear you, but Jacksonville's kind of the same way. No, they got more weapons. Like what? Okay. I know you're high on ETN, but like what e- else? Okay, you got ETN. You got Christian Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram. Yeah, I mean, none of those. Uh, none of those are really tickling my fancy. <laughs> well, they're better. They're better than what they were, but they're not great. So, like, I don't think they're going to be two wins. Jacksonville does have Marvin Jones Jr. Kind of forget about him down there. Mm, yeah, he's good. Po- he's a good ball he's player. He's a good ball player. They got a, a decent offensive line. Their offensive line, I think, is a little bit better than Texans' offensive line. I would agree there. Uh, the running back position, I would say ETN's better than whatever than Marlon Mack off his Achilles. You know, um, quarterback. I I know Davis Mills had a better rookie year, but I feel like I'm I have more confidence in Trevor long term. <laughs> Higher ceiling. Yeah, and then like wide receiving core, like tight end wide receivers, like collectively as a whole, I think I'd go Jacksonville. Mm, I'm gonna pick Houston, but just because of Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Mm, all right. I mean. And then, like, defensively, I feel like they're both pretty bad, so it doesn't really matter what you're going to do on defense. Yeah, but you know what? Jacksonville, not only do they have Trayvon Walker, they drafted Devin Lloyd. Yeah. Nice pick. They have Josh Allen, who I like. The, the other, other, the other Josh? Josh Allen. <laughs> um, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen. Uh, that's kind of about it. I'm being honest. There's really nothing in their secondary that scares me whatsoever. No, I mean you're looking at Shaquille Griffin. Yeah. Tyson Campbell. Yeah. I mean they got some holes, <laughs> but we're 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 arguing if they're going to win five <laughs> or six games here. So, so this has it going tie between Tennessee and Indy, Jacksonville, then Houston. Yeah. I think we both agree it's going to go Indy, then probably Tennessee. Yeah. Do you have Jacksonville jumping Houston? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, like, they sunk so much money into that team. I think they're going to get – they sunk so much money in to win five games. <laughs> I forgot that Jacksonville brought in uh, Brandon Scherf. Yep. Who, if he can stay healthy, is probably a top guard in the league. Mm-hmm. His problem is he can't stay healthy. Yeah. But he's got to be just thrilled to be out of Washington where they can't t- franchise tag him anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably his last contract. He'll probably just kind of go out probably. into retirement in Jacksonville. So, yeah. Okay. Anything else on the AFC South? Mm, nah, man. That was a riveting conversation you just had. <laughs> the fact that we got an hour and 45 minutes of content <laughs> out of it, I think we deserve an Emmy or whatever <laughs> podcast awards are out there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll figure something to talk about next week. Maybe, maybe some fantasy football action fantasy or something. Fantasy football. Maybe the Deshaun Watson punishment July. will come out. It's going to be July. We are in the month of training camp. Ooh. 
Ooh, we're getting so there. We're getting o- there. Almost real pads and real football games. Yeah. We're about a month away from preseason. I think the Hall of Fame game is usually first week in August. So, yeah. You watching that? Of course, it's football. <laughs> and then we'll get on the podcast and go, man, that was terrible. I can't yeah. wait till September. <laughs> but it's football, you know? Sure. It's football. And, you know, now being on the agent side, like, I know fans don't really care, and most fans are probably happy that it went from four to three preseason games. But just remember, for a lot of players, that will be the only time they put on a right. NFL uniform, and there are guys literally fighting for their careers. Yep. So they're extremely important snaps, so it's good to have preseason football back, and it's football. Who's hard knocks this year? Detroit, I believe. Oh, Goff gets it again. Yep, yeah, and then I right. think – is it Indy? Is the in-season Hard Knocks team? No, no, no. It's Arizona. Indy was last year. Okay. So Arizona. That's Cliff, right, because it's the Murray drama. The Cliff Kingsbury live in, live meltdown this year. I still have Kingsbury on my co- one of my coaches who does not make it to January. I think so, too. I mean, we're, we're going to see it go down in real time. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, you want some not, drama? Not Let's for, go to the desert. Not for Cliff Kingsbury. If he does get canned... Is he a guy that just goes back to college and immediately oh, succeeds? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think he's a young guy. That air raid offense is fun. Yeah. Oh, he's going to re- – I think an SEC team would pick him up in a heartbeat, and he'll be like Lane Kiffin, who will probably have like a top 10, top 15 team. I could Never compete for a national championship. But I like, could definitely see him being like the coach of like the, you know, Ole Miss or, you know, Mississippi State or Florida. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Or yeah. I could also see him just staying out west and just kind of – Doing his thing at like the University of like Arizona State or like like Herm Edwards. He's gonna take Herm Edwards spot. Yeah, yeah. Arizona, Maybe some Pac-12 team. UCLA. Yeah. Uh, it's Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly's out there, and now you got Lincoln Riley and USC. Yeah. Maybe he just goes Mountain West, just grows a beard, and just BYU. hangs out in the mountains in Montana. That guy. That guy has. <laughs> that guy is too good looking to be in Utah, right. or Montana, <laughs> if you catch my drift. <laughs> so, all right. Well, sounds good. We'll figure out something to talk about. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you all next week. Later. Bye.